0: Well, good afternoon, Lake Norman, and welcome to Town Talk. We're coming to you live from WSIC, the Real Talk studio, nestled on the banks of beautiful Lake Norman, streaming worldwide from Galway, Ireland, to Utahville, South Carolina. Population, 237 people. I actually was a chamber director there. I don't know if you knew that or not. I'm your host, Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, the largest chamber of commerce in the Charlotte region. This is a program where we discuss topics that are impacting your family, your friends, your neighbors, your business from my neighborhood to yours. My three guests today are Jim Kiger. He is the chairman of Welcome Home Veterans, Richard's Coffee Shop. He's a U.S. Air Force veteran. Edwin Quarles, United States Air Force veteran and a candidate for Huntersville Town Board. And Joe Carbon, one of the owners of good old-fashioned auto care and a late Norman Chamber of Commerce ambassador. Um, Joe, you didn't know I was, I was chamber director down in Utahville, did you? Did no. not. It was the Tri-County Regional Chamber of Commerce, Utahville, very small town. Jim? When Becky plugged in her blender one night, the power went off for Greg's place down the road. I'm talking about a very small place. Um, Bill, my producer, is in the other room. Bill, Texas, the
1: Arizona game. Did you watch that last night? I missed it last night. Unfortunately, but I heard my Rangers uh, not my Rangers. Sorry. They just took out my team. Uh, (laughs) So now
0: they're my Rangers. Uh, I heard they kept their road winning streak alive. I I tell you what it was a great game. Uh, They popped out in like the third inning hit hit uh, five runs drove in five runs in the third five runs in the next and the the fourth. Uh, It was 10 to nothing before you know it in Arizona. But, you know, Arizona didn't give up. We've got right. two South Carolina guys, two South Carolina Gamecocks. One plays for Texas, one plays for Arizona. Jordan Montgomery was the pitcher uh, for the New York Yankees before he went over to the Rangers. Right. And uh, we also have – and his nickname, by the way, was Gumby. Yeah,
1: Gumby. <laughs> he, he looks about like Gumby. He's a big guy.
0: <laughs> Christian Walker, He uh, he was he's a gold glove. He played on our national championship teams when we won – South Carolina won the championships back in 10 and, and 11 – um, he didn't have too good of a game last night. He uh, he he did muffa. They'll they'll be all right. They'll bounce yeah. back. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> are you a big baseball fan? Edwin? Absolutely. Yeah, who, who are you? Have a dog in this fight? Not this fight. I'm a Braves fan. Are you a Braves fan? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm a Braves fan too, and I'm also a Yankees fan. So I'm I kind of you know pull for both. Uh, what about you, Jim? I
2: just knew it was something that you and I had in common because I'm a Yankees fan as there well.
0: There
2: you go. So. Yeah. If the Yankees are not in it. While it turned TV on, to be honest
0: with you, my father raised me a Yankee. He he was he loved the Yankees. Um, He would he just he he every year he just waited for baseball season to start. And you went over his place. He had the Yankees on. Joe,
1: big baseball fan. If it doesn't have wheels and a motor, and the motor (laughs) is not the deciding factor, no. (laughs) Joe, I think we actually
0: met. I think in 1998. Uh, you came to the Lake Norman chamber and I believe you were working with a race team and teaching young people about racing what was that you were doing I remember you were you were trying to get the
1: Chamber of Commerce involved keeping kids in school through motorsports that's was exactly the program it. and the um, the end game of it was uh, I saw that kids were not were having trouble figuring out what they wanted to do but the deciding factor was they were basing it 100% on what money they could make, and I had seen in my own life many examples of how people get a job, go to work, put in 10, 15, 20 years, wake up one day and go, I hate my life, and They're stuck because they've created this mass of debt, and now they can't do anything about it. So they just continue on going on being miserable. And I thought, what if I could help change that perception by talking to kids about, hey, Uh what are you passionate about? What do you love to do? And then get them to pursue that as a career rather than where they can make the most money. Well, we didn't get on board with that particular thing, but you got involved in the chamber and became one of our chamber
0: ambassadors. You're wearing your ambassador name tag for people who may not uh, understand what ambassadors are in a chamber, because there's ambassadors in a lot of chambers, Mooresville Chamber, Statesville Chamber. What is a chamber ambassador?
1: Well, we are quite often the first face you see when you walk into a chamber event. Uh, We greet you uh, when you uh, become a, a chamber member and uh, we have a ribbon cutting. We're there to support you uh, and be part of your celebration. Uh, we also try to help mentor our new chamber members in how to um, how to best use their chamber membership and uh, to their advantage to, to get to know people in the Lake Norman area. And really, if you wanna make money in the Lake Norman area, Don't go out and make money in a Lake Norman area. Spend every waking moment going to a chamber event and make new friends. If you do nothing but that, you'll be successful. The money will take care of itself.
0: Joe, you were on uh, Joe Vagnone's program just a few weeks ago and talked about good um, Old auto care. I want to switch gears with you totally and talk about another organization that you started, which was Helping Others Help Themselves. Um, because you saw a need in our community. It was a time when the economy wasn't as, as great as it is now. Well, we're having a little bit of an issue right now, but, but you actually created an organization called HOT.
1: Can you explain what that was and why you did it? Sure. Sure. Uh, in 2011, uh, Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce uh, fellow Ambassador Vicki Stevens and I formed HOT, uh, and it was a volunteer organization to help Lake Norman job seekers and connect with business owners and business leaders in the community to secure employment following the collapse of 2008. Uh, We later formed a board of directors uh, made up of local community and chamber members to help facilitate employment events and seminars. It was during this time... I met Jim Kiger, who at the time was right. at the Richards Coffee Shop Welcome Home Vets Employee, Employment Liaison, trying to help retired vets become employed vets. Um, by 2017, the economy had improved so dramatically that there was no longer a need for a HOT employment program, and the board was dissolved.
0: Um, do you see uh, HOT ever coming back
1: together and, and doing some other things? Well, yeah, um, and so the story continues. Uh, prior to that time, we disbanded. Hot. Uh, I met a chamber member who is a fellow cancer survivor. Uh, myself being a fourteen-year. That's right. That was, that was right, right around two
0: thousand and ten. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, I am a fourteen-year pancreatic cancer survivor who introduced me to a nationwide organization called Emmerman Angels. Um, this organization pairs survivors of specific cancers with patients currently going through their own diagnosis and treatment to mentor them through their journey, and quite often in many different ways. Um, I began mentoring pancreatic cancer patients all over the country and found it an incredibly rewarding way to pay forward my good fortune of still being here 14 years later. Sure. My story is not a very common one. As the HOT chapter of helping others help themselves get a job came to an end, I began thinking about what the evolution of HOT would be in the future, as helping people with employment wasn't the only way HOT could help.
0: Um, You know, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, There's not a lot of people that, I mean, when you have pancreatic cancer, that's normally, uh, it's... It's a very serious issue.
1: It's a death sentence. It really is. (laughs) You're somebody who
0: who survived that, and you've come back, and you've been working with other folks. Uh, When we come back, too, I want to talk to Edwin uh, Quarles about your career in the Air Force. Uh, And, uh, Jim, we're also going to get into Welcome Home Veterans. So for those of you who are out there, please come back, and we're going to talk about Welcome Home Veterans, and we're going to talk about more issues related to Veterans Affairs. Come back and hear us on Town Talk WSIC. For those of you who are streaming with us, we're going to talk about some Chamber of Commerce activities. Uh, Jim, we're also, we're continuing to be live. We're, we're talking to folks out there in Facebook land, uh, on uh, our, the other social pl- platforms, Twitter, which is now X. Uh, Edwin is, is no longer Twitter. It's X. Do you use X? Do you tweet? Do you? No, you don't. You don't tweet. You X.
3: Neither. <laughs> my daughter's my social media person.
0: There you go. Well, We're also on YouTube and also on LinkedIn. I want to talk about some Chamber of Commerce activities. This afternoon, Wednesday, 5 o'clock to 7, today, we'll be celebrating a ribbon-cutting and a business mixer with Carolina Neurosurgery Spine Associates, which are moving their location from the Park Huntersville to the new location at 10314 Hamptons Park Drive. That's over there where uh, Charlotte Ear Eye, Nose, and Throat is, so Senta is there. Um, they're opening up their new business, well, it's, it's been here for a while, but they're opening up their new location there. And so I hope folks can come out and join us today for ribbon cutting and a business mixer. We're also having a casual networking event tomorrow morning. Uh, we're going to get a chance to go in person to Physical Balance in Huntersville, which is actually in Mount Lina Lake. But uh, Kayla Christie is going to be our host, and we're sharing some light breakfast, coffee, and of course, some lasting connections over at Physical Balance. They're at 9920 9920- Kulik Drive, Suite 120, uh, Charlotte, which is actually Mountain Island Lake. And then <clears throat> we're having Thrive Financial Partners and Action Coach Lake Norman having an after hours and a point of power. Thursday, November 2nd, it's going to be 5 to 7 over on Kenton Drive. So those are some of the networking events we have coming up. Joe, you you attend most of our networking events. Why, why do you attend networking events and why should anyone that is in business look at getting involved uh, in a networking event?
1: Uh, well, if you're a new business uh, starting up in the Lake Norman area, uh, I built my business 100% from just meeting and greeting, being at every event. I think Bill, Bill will agree that when I first joined the chamber that I made a goal to be at everything, and I was at everything, and it made all the difference. Uh, just getting out there, meeting new people in our backyard, that's how you do it. And uh, I think most people want, in Lake Norman want to do business with friends, and if you make those friends, it happens.
0: Those streaming with us, we're going back live on the radio in just a few seconds, so stay with us. <music> Thank you and welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Phil Russell. We're here with Jim Kiger. He's the chairman of Welcome Home Veterans, Edwin Quarles, who's a Huntersville candidate for town board, and Joe Carmen, good old fashioned auto care. We just talked to Joe uh, about his cancer situation. Uh, last month was Cancer Awareness Month, all through October. Um, so, again, uh, uh, that that was a serious illness you faced. Edwin, you, you were in the Air Force uh, and you've shared some of your background, you also had uh, you had a disability, it's something you were exposed to, but can you share a little bit of, you were in um, Desert Storm? Yes. Uh, can you talk about uh, your background in the Air
3: Force? Yes, I was uh, in the Air Force, I wrote war plans and I was deployed to Saudi Arabia, but before we deployed, I got the anthrax injections, uh, as well as being exposed to the burn pits when I was in Saudi Arabia caused a lot of complications for me. I have some breathing issues. I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I have fibromyalgia. Uh, My ex-wife gave birth to our daughter 24 years ago um, and she had a normal pregnancy. Well, after the baby came out, my ex-wife went into, laid on her deathbed. She had all types of complications. Well, I ended up getting divorced and got remarried 20 years ago. And my current wife, 20 years ago, after having birth, laid on her deathbed. She mm-hmm. had swollen her liver, swollen her kidney, swollen her brain, and the only color she could see for three days was orange. And we couldn't talk to my wife because it would have stimulated her brain and she could have um, possibly died. So um, they took me in for the Gulf War registry exam and determined that I have the Gulf War syndrome. So I have a lot of internal um, issues which caused my disability, which forced me to retire 12 years ago.
0: You know, I remember in the Huntersville Forum that we did with you, you, you were talking and you kind of prepped us and said, if my voice kind of gives out, uh, it's, it's simply I have this disability left over from the Air
3: Force. Yes, just like with this um, set we have now. So if I start coughing, it's not COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's part of me um, losing air as I, as I talk. Um, so I'm on a treatment right now and the VA took me in, did a biopsy about three weeks ago. Everything came back negative as far as cancer, but um, the treatment is working well. Um, then being on the campaign trail when I talk, It also irritates uh, my throat, which makes me, I have a dry cough.
0: Edwin, share with us what you did in the Air Force.
3: I mean, it was really cool. When I first went in, um, in 1985, I was in inventory management, nothing but supply. But once I put on sergeant, I cross-trained into what's called logistics management. And we actually wrote war plans. And we negotiated with the army. So when you say, how does the army get to Saudi Arabia or Afghanistan? Well, we have to load them up on planes, but we work with them and put together war plans together. And the cool thing about when Desert Storm started, i would never forget the opportunity to see this in a real action where we have all these troops on a C-5 aircraft and you're leaving Germany and you're um, out there and maybe over someplace in Spain, but the plane needs to be refueled. So you can see the refuel mission taking place, but it's all part of the war plan. So okay, you have to refuel this plane, we can't land. But while the plane is being refueled, then you have to get uh, fighter planes from maybe Turkey someplace uh, to protect that mission. So it is really cool um, when you say, How, how did you really write a war plan? So when we talk about we're moving troops from point A to point B, that's a lot behind oh, the Oh, there's a
0: lot of logistics. Um, how long were you in the Air Force?
3: 10 years, four months, four days. I had just, <laughs> <laughs> I had just did my second re enlistment, and because of my conditions, I had to get out. I started seeing a neurologist because of my headaches. And it broke my heart to have to get out of the Air Force because of that.
0: Jim, we're going to talk about uh, welcome home veterans in a minute, but did you have any, any issues related to your service in the Air Force?
2: Yeah, I'm 100% disabled as well, uh, mostly from uh, back and neck injuries. Um, I'm one of those really fortunate guys that wrecked a police car when I was in the Air Force, cracked up a bunch of, uh, bunch of murder. But the positive side of that is today I would be gone. Uh, they managed to move me into other jobs where I stayed 24 years.
0: Yeah, and you worked yes in the police force within the Air Force. Sure
2: did. Yeah, I put about 12 years in as a cop. Probably the best assignment I had, Mortal, in my mind anyway, was the Pentagon. I was bodyguard and secretary of the Air Force, secretary of defense, and a bunch of other folks that came into Washington, D.C. It was a great assignment.
0: Where all were you stationed? I've, A lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just I, I've been in every state in our country. Oh, really? And worked in just about every state in the country. Overseas, um, did Panama, uh, Germany, Turkey. during Desert Storm, and then I can't tell you how many I actually visited. I think there's about twenty six or twenty seven all total, where we did work.
0: Okay. Um, what is Welcome Homes Veterans Richard's Coffee Shop? And there's a rich history to why it's named Richard's Coffee Shop. So, can you, for the uh, folks who may not be aware, explain a little bit about it and where it's located? Sure. sure. It's on Main Street uh, <clears throat> in Mooresville. You
2: can't miss it. If you go up by Wells Fargo Bank, you are within three buildings of it. But um, Richard Warren was a helicopter pilot in Nam, and when he he opened up a small coffee shop right across the street from the current location, and he just his idea really was to have a nonprofit, to where anybody, any veteran, could walk in, and feel at home, and and be made at home. And that's and that tradition carried. Just just before Richard passed away, uh, we were able to get the um, nonprofit status. Um, he passed away. We lost lease on the building that we we're in. So we've moved one, two, three times to the current location, and it's a. Um, it's almost like going to church, really, mm-hmm. when you boil right down to it. it. It is a place for healing, and I have seen guys who had PTSD so bad that they really couldn't converse with anybody that are 300% better today. Mm-hmm. Uh, VA over at Salisbury says, you just need to go down to Richards and be part of what's going on down there to a lot of the PTSD. I said that.
0: And and can anybody off the street, can Bill Russell just go have a cup of coffee? Anytime. uh,
2: Anytime. It is open to everybody, uh, civilians alike, and we do have a a tremendous number of civilian volunteers there as well, not just to mention the guys that, you know, guys and gals that served or retired out of the military, it's open to everybody. what I like best about it is when we get the kids in, right, and they start asking historical questions. You know, why we did do we do why do we do this? Why did we do that? You know, what did you do in the Air Force? I'll beat that ring to death if I don't talk that. <laughs> but that that's really the key. I mean, and we go out as well because um, it's also called a living museum as well. We have the full museum, full coffee shop. But we'll go out and I will go teach kindergarten for today in uniform or, or uh, any other number of things. And, and Joe's seen this in work. and it's, uh, it's pretty amazing.
0: And that was one of the things you, it's not just a coffee shop, it's a museum. It is a complete museum
2: from World War One to current. But the really cool thing is that everything that's in this has been donated by the men and women who served. So it's all very, very personal and it's it's worth, a, it's worth a morning to come on and have a cup of, cup of coffee and go through the
0: museum. World-class. Joe, how did you get involved with with Jim and and Welcome Home Veterans? Uh,
1: Well, ironically, uh, retired Air Force Dana Pape, uh, who had relocated here and began attending hot seminars, uh, encouraged me to come to Richard's Coffee Shop on Thursday mornings. Uh, The big weekly gathering day of vets many different eras in military service, including the World War II veterans. To say I was blown away was an understatement. (laughs) After a few visits, I realized that there was an opportunity and a need in a few different ways. And from that moment forward, HOT became HOT Evolution.
0: Yeah. Is Dana working with Welcome Home Veterans now? She is a
2: former board member.
0: Uh, um, I just
2: talked to her today. In fact, I I speak to her quite a bit, but um, uh, she was enlisted then went over to the dark side and became an officer <laughs> and uh, which I don't blame her I mean and she you know, was in
0: the Air Force too right she
2: most certainly yeah. was yeah and um, uh, it look, you know she's um, what's the right word to put this she's very classy later lady. Uh, lady rather her husband's a great guy a they real got agent. a great yeah. business yeah. you know yeah. and uh... Um, yeah, yeah, I really, really enjoyed working with her on the board.
0: Now, I noticed on your website that you had, you on the board, you had Air Force veterans and you had Army veterans. I don't see any Navy veterans on your board. There is a Navy veteran. <laughs> you have one. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember who the heck it is.
2: <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of Air Force, a lot of Army, uh, uh, and the really cool thing about really cool thing I think about Richards is we all gather in there on Thursday Joe can attest to this, everybody gets along you know you um, I've always had a great understanding of what the Army has to do to Marine Corps the Navy you know, and the Coast Guard and uh, you, you know there are brothers and sisters in arms and, yeah. but in Richards we leave the rank at the door and we leave politics at the door and it is we are there strictly for each other and it's, it's an amazing thing.
0: Jim, you taught ROTC. Where did you teach it? North
2: Wilkes High School Okay, in Trap Hill, North Carolina. Okay, I have no idea where it is, to be honest with you. How long? (laughs) I taught for ten years. Ten years? Yep, Uh, and uh, my hat's off to teachers. I got a whole new attitude about what teachers go through because I learned it firsthand. I I had no idea the kind of things that were going on in the classroom, you know, um, and the kind of stuff they deal with and put up with on a routine basis. But North Wilkes at that time was one of the poorest school districts, Right. poorest right. schools, you know, in the state of North Carolina. There's a few that are also added in there now, but um,
0: opened my eyes, I'll tell you. Edwin, I haven't shared this with you. I, uh, I actually, in, in, uh, in my high school, Northwestern High School, uh, I was in junior ROTC, Air Force, junior ROTC, Colonel Byrd, uh, and Sergeant Fox. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been 40 years, but I remember, you know, Sergeant Fox and Colonel Bird. they were, they were the people that ran that program. Um, and I, I thought about a career in the Air Force. Now, my cousin, Jim Jr., who was, his dad had been a, a uh, Colonel in the Air, in the uh, Army. Uh, he went into the Citadel. And so I went down there and saw him as a knob. I may have shared this with you, but I went down there and saw him in his freshman year. And I was like, Oh, I don't think I can do this. (laughs) I mean, mean, the grief that those knobs go through at Citadel was just unbearable. And I knew I didn't have the discipline like that in my life. I
3: just said, I don't think I can do this. It would change you. It would make you into a man. (laughs)
2: <laughs> one of two things will happen you're either going to be the man or they're going to ship you out <laughs> it does, and that's really what basic training is all about
0: my cousin uh, my uncle Jimmy did come back from the army and he did serve as air force I mean for the uh, ROTC where he was at in New York uh, for those of you who are with us please stay with us on Town Talk we're going to go to a break with our sponsors we're going to come back with Edwin Quarles we're going to come back with Jim and Joe and uh, we'll be right back with you on Town Talk for those of you who are streaming with us, uh, again, we're with Edwin Quarles, Joe Carbon, and Jim Kiger. And, and uh, Jim, my uncle Jim, Jimmy, um, Jimmy Lieber. he was one of the first advisors who went into Vietnam. Under Eisenhower and was one of the last ones that Nixon pulled out uh, when Nate Wadley left. So he was there for the long haul. But uh, and then uh, he he had a farm in in McConnell, South Carolina. And uh, again, he he uh, did some ROTC. Uh, My cousin Jim Jr. uh, rose to the rank of being a major and then married a lady that was in the army. And now she's a colonel, so she outranks him, (laughs) and she's still in uh, and they're in Kentucky stationed in Kentucky. A couple Chamber of Commerce events. We have a ribbon-cutting Tempo Golf on Thursday, November 9th at 10 o'clock. That's going to be in Huntersville. And then we've got Brighter Smiles of Davidson, which is opening up a new location in Huntersville. Again, that's taking place Friday, November the 10th. And then a new member orientation Thursday, November the 9th Uh, That's going to be 4 or 5 o'clock at the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Edwin, you've started attending some of your first Chamber of Commerce activities. You came to our public safety luncheon. Um, You were there the other day, right? Yes, I was. Yep, also. um, Where we honored our police and fire from the three towns of Cornelius, Davids, and Huntersville. What was your perspective on that, listening to those stories of those officers?
3: I salute them. While I was at the event, I text my wife, daughter, and son. Mm -hmm tell them how impressed i was with the officers as well as the firefighters i am just a first responder type guy i'm all about public safety and it meant a lot to me to see the young um officers to be re- um, rewarded for their hard work um i text chief graham tell him how how proud i was of him so again i think um it was a uh, two thumbs up it was a world-class first-class event
0: it was. Um, and Joe, we've got uh, the new member orientation coming up. Uh, why should someone who has just joined the chamber, or maybe they haven't joined the chamber, why should they come to a new member
1: orientation? Well, if you're a new member, you may not be familiar with how to navigate everything that the chamber has to offer and all the opportunities there that you can use to Networking. I mean, obviously, networking is probably the number one thing if you're a new business coming in that you want to do because you want to get out there and get make friends and get yourself known. But there's all kinds of various uh, other facets of what the chamber does, including advocacy, uh, the uh, various seminars that we have uh, at the chamber and all around. It's there's a, there's a lot to take in. So getting to one of those and kind of getting an understanding of what you can do with your chamber membership, that's a great opportunity to learn that.
0: It really is. Um, You're involved in the Morrisville Chamber, Jim. Uh, You're your liaison. Uh, Describe some of your activities with the Morrisville Chamber.
2: It really goes both ways. I I, I took the job of of military liaison, uh, not only for the chamber, but for the town of Morrisville as well, too. So it is a Thousand different things that happen when you do that, um, and but Joe, Joe and I both know the biggest problem that we had. We we were having guys guys and gals come back from Afghanistan and they couldn't find any work, and that was part of my job was all right. How do we hook these these You know, people who have had four or five years of leadership under their belt, and where can we plug them into? Um, Lowe's company came to the rescue, Food Lion, and a whole bunch more. You know, and and. They did a great job, but that was by and far the best thing I think that
0: I did there. For those are streaming with us, uh, we're going back live on the radio in about seven seconds, so stay with us on Town Talk. Welcome back to Town Talk on WSIC. Again, we have Edwin Quarles. He is a United States Air Force veteran and a candidate for Huntersville Town Board. Joe Carbon with Good Old Fashioned Auto Care and a Lake Norman Chamber Ambassador, and Jim Kyer with Welcome Home Veterans. Jim, what are some of the needs of Richard's Coffee Shop? What What do you What are some of the things that that you need to to help support that facility? You
2: know, our biggest problem is is probably no. No other than any business owner who has their own four walls or has their own hard store, or uh, constantly doing electrical upgrades, you know, lighting upgrades, all those kinds of things. And uh, we've been really fortunate to get a bunch of uh, real good bunch of volunteers in there to help us out over the last several years. The building is in terrific shape. I will say, Purple Heart Homes and Lowe's have done a magnificent job. So my hats off to them. Um, came in, took care of our air conditioning needs and a bunch of other things, and uh, they were they were just
0: fabulous. I, I was reading on your resume you're involved also in Knights of Columbus. For people who are not familiar with that, can you explain a little bit about what is Knights of Columbus?
2: It is a uh, Catholic men's organization, and, and really it's all about the Brotherhood more than anything else, and we reach out, and we've done so many public events over the years, and um, um, it. Look, anytime you can get involved church-wise, and you're helping helping folks in town or outside of town, it's amazing. Probably the biggest thing that I, that I ever got involved in there is when Sandy hit up north. The first emergency supplies that went into South Jersey was a truck that came out of Saint Therese and through the Knights of Columbus, and so we drove it up there. Um, the troopers the troopers, just looked at us like we were crazy trying to get into some of the places that we were trying to get into that was the first relief that they had
0: Edwin you've had a, a, a storied career not only have you been in the Air Force you served uh, time in, at Coca-Cola uh, you worked for First Union uh, National Bank I think you and I first met a, a couple of months ago when you had decided to file and, and run for town board um, one of the things that struck me is how important faith is to you and one of the things you sat across from me and you said, um, I've been asked to run before, but now I feel a calling that this this is the time you feel called to the, doing this. Um, why is faith so important to, to Edwin?
3: I give God all the glory. Um, I've been through a lot of things in my life, and each time I've prayed through a bill, it seemed as if the Lord would answer my prayers. Um, they may not come when I wanted him to come <laughs> on time, which you know we all know about that, but he's I mean, always come through for me, and I just couldn't turn away um, from my faith. I believe this calling to run for office, I was asked four times to run, but this is the first time I actually prayed on it. Uh, quick story is, um, a month before I filed, a pastor called me and asked me, said Edwin, would you consider running for town board in Huntersville? And this pastor lives in Charlotte. Uh-huh. I said, Oh, thank you, but I gave it some thought. Didn't think much of it. Three weeks later, I wake up from a dream and my wife, and the dream was I'm serving as a town commissioner. My wife and I go to a memorial service that afternoon. Someone from Davidson calls me and said, Edwin, would you consider running for town board? I'm yeah. like, oh man, I'll pray on it. And this is the first time I prayed on it. And after I prayed, I woke up from a dream three mornings in a row that I was serving as, as a commissioner in town board. And my wife said, that's confirmation. So I truly believe this is the time to run. And um, as, a, as a man of God, I am a servant. And I believe I just this is the time for me to serve my, my community.
0: You know, I remember one of the questions was asked about, because the, the two things that you're going to be dealing with is, number one, Finance the budget, the town budget. That's what a that's what a commissioner does. And then, second thing is our rezoning issues in real estate that just have come before you. And you talked about. Um, how you dealt with budgets, whether it was through the Air Force or, or First Union. Explain a, bit, a little bit about your business background.
3: Oh man, um, I've had several businesses. Um, I first had a landscape business. Um, Sold that business, really grew, and got into direct mail um, business. And someone would come to, hey Edwin, can you get this postcard or this um, item mail for? I'm um, sorry, printed for us. And I said, oh sure, absolutely I can. Um, I never would say no, and I went on and found resources. So I found into got into printing and grew the, uh, sold the um, direct mail business, and um, sold all the equipment, and started a marketing firm. And once we started a marketing firm, we grew that from Charlotte um, to Richmond, Virginia, sold the business um, 12 years ago. So um, I understand the budget part, I understand um, the importance of um, uh, staying within in, in numbers, but also understand our, our business growth in small businesses very well.
0: Jim, after you left the Air Force, did you get into any type of private business?
2: I did have a handyman uh, business for about 10 years, and then the physical disabilities just got to be too much to deal with, so I folded that one up. Um, and it's, uh, it, you know, it it was right, you know, it's all about planning and budgeting and, and all those things, whether you're a really small business or whether you're a, an entire city running an entire city, and it's everybody working together to get the job done. That's primarily my role over at over at Richard's Coffee Shop now as the board chair is getting everybody to work together. And uh, I'm very proud to say that Army, Air Force, and, and Navy all get together and do the job right over there.
0: Joe, you hear me talking about to Edwin about the calling that he had. Um, again, we, we talked about your near miss. I mean, pancreatic cancer, um, very touch and go. Um, a lot of people didn't think you were going to pull through that. Do you feel like what um, what you're doing
1: now, working with the veterans, is is a calling? Absolutely. Um, I mean, first and foremost, my uh, my dad served in Korea. I never served, um, but every day of my life, I get to live free, run my business, and enjoy life in ways others around the world will never ever experience. Thanks to our vets, um, having our back. Um, I have an opportunity at Richards to be a friend, a listening ear to anyone who wants to talk about anything, including their military experiences, and just needing someone to share it with. Um, When I walked into that room uh, back, uh, as we talked about earlier, um, I realized I had walked into a couple of very interesting callings. Um, One it was a room filled with many Agent Orange-related cancer sufferers. Right. I realized I could on a lake, local Lake Norman community basis be a uh, mentor as I am with Emmerman Angels. I also had walked into another growing concern, not only for our veterans with PTSD that finally the world is publicly acknowledging, but for our world in general the rising rate of both veteran and other mental health related suicides. This really hit kind of close to home for me when I lost a very dear friend during the COVID years. He was a Navy vet whose early goal in life was to become a Navy SEAL, only to end his training journey journey to injuries suffered during Hell Week. In retrospect, while he never made a point of how much it hurt, I think it ultimately played a part in him taking his own life. And my regret is that he hit his pain well enough that I never saw it coming. So when the opportunity at Richards this year to take part in a suicide prevention course popped up, I jumped in with both boots. And sitting right next to me at that seminar, as he is today, was Jim Kiger. Yeah. And since that time, Jim has be obviously, as we've talked about, he's become a chairman of the board at Richard's Coffee Shop, uh, Welcome Home Vets Museum. And we have similar goals. And so that's why we're both here today to talk about how we can try to help others help themselves, the evolution of HOT, by working together and seeing if we can do that.
0: Jim, do you feel like the communities of of North Mecklenburg, South Iredle, Statesville are supportive of our veterans?
2: I would tell you this, I I think this is the most patriotic area that I have ever lived in, and and I've lived in a lot of places across the country, but Mooresville and, and all the way down to Huntersville and Charlotte and this whole region, is unbelievably patriotic, and yeah, they they support our veterans very very well, and I'm I'm really pleased to say that.
0: A uh, lot of people listening to you on the radio right now. What kind of message do you have for a veteran who may be suffering some type of disability or maybe um, a, a mental a mental issue from having experienced? Uh, what what message do you have for them?
2: Well, one, there's always help out there, right? All right. So if you're if you're in crisis, <clears throat> find some help. Uh, From Salisbury on down to Charlotte, uh, the VA has done a spectacular job in my mind on, especially on uh, suicide prevention. But there are other organizations that are available that Joe and I both know about that are working diligently to do that. So, uh, you know, I think the support is terrific. Come down to the Veterans Parade. That'll tell you how good the support is in that town. It it, will blow you away.
0: Edwin, have you had a chance? I know that one of the things you want to do, but you've been campaigning for the last 60 or 90 days. Have you had a chance to get down to Richard's Coffee Shop?
3: I have not. I've uh, reached out, waiting for somebody to get back with me, but I'm looking forward to being part of the organization.
0: Well, um, I I deeply appreciate uh, both you and and Jim and Joe sharing some of the issues that you faced uh, on the air and and how you've dealt with it. Uh, And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about more for your vision Um, of of Huntersville Town Board, and Jim, uh, your vision as chair of Richard's Coffee Shop. Um, Got a lot of things going on in Lake Norman, and uh, we certainly appreciate everything that you guys are doing. For those of you who are joining us today on Town Talk, please come back uh, as we uh, go into our last segment, talking to Welcome Home Veterans on WSIC Town Talk. Jim, on November fifteenth, nine o'clock to ten o'clock, we're having—or actually, probably ten thirty—we're having a nonprofit roundtable at your place. Yes, you are. It's going to be the second time that we've we've done that. Um, It is a chance, uh, Edwin, where we bring—we have about thirty or thirty-five nonprofits to come together. Uh, Sometimes there are new ones that haven't been before, but uh, we go around the room and we talk about what we do and then what. Projects we have coming up. About 10 years ago, we actually had three nonprofit gala events on the same weekend, major fundraisers, all on Friday and Saturday. And, and I'm sorry, I, I can't be at three events in one weekend. I can't, can't do it. <laughs> but they were usurping each other. And uh, you had folks from Ada Jenkins that may not know what beds for kids do. And, and everybody might have heard of her, had a Heard of goodwill, but they may not necessarily know about um, Feed NC. And and um, so it was a chance for everybody to get together at one place, go around the room and say, you know, what we do. And, and Joe's 60-second elevator speech, Joe Joe always, uh, when he did business works, he would always get people and say, we're going to go around the room, introduce you, you got 60 seconds to say who you are. So the 30 or 60-second elevator speech of what you do, and then we'd go back around the room with what kind of project or program you come up coming up with in the next next quarter so we can share that so hopefully we're not doing stuff on top of each other but we're going to be at your place and uh, again this is going to be the second time we're at richards and we're looking really looking forward to that
2: happy to have you there
0: joe you've attended some of our nonprofit roundtables certainly you're representing hot uh, what was your perspective and on the ones that you attended
1: uh well it's everybody brings a different piece of the puzzle together and uh that's kind of what I've come to expect of anything that comes out of Lake Norman Chamber uh, with our various groups that we have, uh, diversity council, all that. So uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for the left hand to see what the right hand's doing, and they may have no idea.
0: For those of you who are streaming, if you're not involved, in the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. We would encourage our chamber. We have, uh, Jim, we have 850 members, largely in Cornelius, Davidson, Huntersville, but we have members in Mooresville, members in Denver, so we're pretty spread out as, as an organization. Um, promote, represent, and serve our businesses. It's been a busy, busy month Uh, Edwin and I were talking about it. We started off with the candidate forums and the expo and and the golf tournament this past Monday and meet and greets. So been doing a lot of various things all throughout the month, including our ribbon cuttings and and, uh, other events. Uh, Those of you streaming, we're going back live on the radio in about 10 seconds. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm Bill Russell. We have Jim Kiger with Welcome Home Veterans. He is the chair. I've been chair just for... A few weeks, you said? Yeah, a few short weeks now. A few, few short weeks. Edwin Carls, who is a veteran of the United States Air Force, candidate for Huntersville Town Board, Joe Carvin, good old-fashioned auto care, and also a Chamber of Commerce ambassador. Jim, we're coming up uh, close to Veterans Day. Lots of activities planned uh, in the area. Tell me what's going on. What kind of activities are you guys participating in?
2: We'll have an entire week of activities. We start on the Monday before Veterans Day, and we do a silent walk from Richard's Coffee Shop down to City Hall and a POWMIA flag. It's uh, Gets raised over more and that's been a tradition now for 10, 10 plus years. Um, then we have a probably one of the coolest things I think that we've just included is the library came up with this brilliant idea. I said, "You see, so many men and women that are in the military get tattooed. Can we have them come in and tell the stories behind their tattoo?" And the first one we did was last year, and it it was a it was a rousing success. It really was. So we'll be doing war art uh, one evening. We'll also have a couple. Um, military authors that are coming in to talk about their books and you know why they wrote and what they wrote about and those kinds of things we'll be doing that as well. It's one of those John Headley It yeah. Mr. Headley's one of them uh, and Ralph Dagenhart's going to be coming in too and I, for the life of me I can't remember the the, the guy who's um, going to be talking about the 82nd Airborne but I just, his name escapes me at the moment but he'll be coming in I think it's about three or four authors that are going to be in there. Should be a really interesting evening. Then of course Saturday's the big day. I mean, we, we do the parade every year. Uh, the theme this year is hometown heroes. So the, the veterans that are police officers, firemen, EMTs, docs, nurses, whatever, they're they're the ones that are they're the grand marshals this year.
0: I had John on my show a couple of months back, and, and uh, he had sent me his bio, and just the sheer number of citations ribbons unbelievable uh, he is one of the most decorated people i think i've ever come in uh, in contact with
2: yeah um, yeah he's uh, he's the real deal john's a good guy and uh, I w- i've worked very closely with him now for the better part of 12 years so we've we, we've uh, we've grown welcome home veterans to what it is today through a, a lot of different personalities coming together and getting a job done and you know, we just put we put aside all the, all the nonsense, and we just get whatever needs to get done. We
0: manage to get it done. Edwin, uh, I'm assuming you'd be at the Huntersville Veterans Parade and some
3: of the activities going on in Huntersville. Yes, I'm supposed to be in the back of a pickup truck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Edwin, you're you're a Democrat, and I'm I'm a Republican. But we sat down and started talking about the things that we had in common, and. We have far more in common uh, than any differences. And, and, and listening to what you want to do in terms of the town and, and certain um, the business development, improving our quality of life, what, what is your vision? Uh, should you be elected uh, next week? What is your vision for the town of Huntersville?
3: Well, again, you know, I'm a small business guy. Yeah. Um, I believe that we can slow down some of our residential building and bring in more businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have more things for the families to do Um, and doing that, I also would like to have um, tax dollars coming into Huntersville versus more tax dollars going out. Um, Our surrounding cities and towns have so much to do, uh, fun things to do. Um, I wanna bring that into Huntersville so we can be the place where everyone wants to go. Bring another Burkdale type thing because every time someone came to Burkdale 20 years ago, they thought it was our downtown. Yeah. Um, Also, I wanna do uh, traffic management and improve our traffic situations. There's so many ways we can do that. to be transparent i want to be held accountable for what we do but also i really believe that we need to build the trust of our constituents help have them to trust those who are leaders just because you're on a town board doesn't make you god um, you need to serve the constituents i want to go to every homeowners association meeting and talk to the people about issues and concerns that they have and let them know that i'm here to work for them but again um, i do a lot of traveling and go to so many places and see so much to do. As far as small businesses, um, we can do, um, a much better job in bringing in more business. Also, being fiscal responsible and have some businesses that we have flex space. That's some very important stuff that we need in Huntersville.
0: You know, one of the things that does disappoint me though is um, the the rancor that you see on social media. And I, I wrote about it a few weeks back, um, and the, and the things that people say, particularly on the on the on their keyboards on the computer, they. When when you're not face to face, you feel like you can just say anything to anybody. And uh, some of the things that are being said about the candidates themselves, um, some of the things that are being said about people who come out and and support various projects, um, it's just really beneath our community. I think some of the things is being generated, not just in Huntersville, across the country and how bitterly um, partisan we've become and uh, not receptive to other people's issues, uh, ideas. Because, again, you and I may have a, a, a different idea on how we want to get somewhere, but probably we have the same goal in mind.
3: Absolutely, we do. Again, as I shared with you before, I'm very impressed with you. There's a lot of things that I saw in you that I saw in myself, um, and I feel that we can build a great bond and great working relationship. So um, I had someone to tell me, Edwin, I couldn't tell that you were a Democrat. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> because I ran a nonpartisan race. Right, I wanted right. you to get to know me as a person, as a business person, um, as a servant in the community. And I never brought up um, my political um, affiliation. And I think if we stay away from partisan politics, we can make a great town. Well, I do want
0: to talk about two issues that are coming up um, that you can talk about. One, uh, in the town of Huntersville, if you're a Huntersville resident, we have a 58 million dollar town bond, 50 million dollars to transportation improvements. $8 million to Parks and Rec. Why should Huntersville voters support those two ballot initiatives?
3: Main issue is traffic. Um, you, If you want to fix your traffic, then they should vote for that. Uh, Parks and Rec, the little $8 million, um, we had up in um, Apex, they passed a $48 million bond. But this Park and Rec bond can help us uh, work on our greenways and get more uh, people off the road and we can walk and ride bicycles, uh, non-motorized transportation. And then as far as the school bond, that's extremely important. We have some schools that have been built in 1951, mm-hmm. bomb bonkers, um, still have segregated water films inside the school. Uh, middle school is um, one of the most overcrowded in the state of North Carolina. And then we have another that have rodents in it. So we need to do better for our youth, our young people, let them um, learn in a very safe and better resource um, opportunities.
0: Jim, when you're driving through Huntersville, and I know you do, you see all the orange barrels uh, literally, if we do not get this uh, $50 million bond approved for the town of Huntersville, those road projects will just stop. So again, this is extremely important. Uh, what Edwin's just talking about, CMS bond, $2.5 billion. We have a lot of people say that's too big of a number, but honestly, that does not meet all of the needs of our schools within Charlotte Mecklenburg. And so, uh, again, the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, we've come out in support of both bond packages and urge our voters to support the CMS bonds and the Huntersville Town bond issues. Any big issues coming up in in Mooresville?
2: Oh, I'm sure there are. Uh, I'm a fierce independent. Right. I I, I made that decision to be an independent a long time ago Um, when I decided to stay in the military. uh, I've worked for presidents on both sides of events mm-hmm. uh, to me they're the commander-in-chief and as an as an independent there are as far as I'm concerned there's no politics all I want to see is whoever's going out whoever's doing the job do it because you love the job and you love the people that you're serving that's really the most important thing and do what's best for your constituency and I you know and unfortunately uh, gosh I, I started serving in 71. And, um, you know, I've seen ups and downs in Congress. I've seen ups and downs in the presidency, in local governments. But the key still is service to people all right that you are working for. and that's that's really what it's all about. Uh, now, big things coming up. Uh, I'm so involved in the veteran stuff that I half the time I don't don't even know sure what's going on. You know, and, and I, I mean, I really do my homework before before uh, election day, and I have done a lot of my homework, and, I, and I've met a lot of a lot of men and women who are running. We got to take care of these kids. We we got to build better schools. We got to keep the schools up. We got to do all those things.
0: Let's go back to Richards. Uh, in your tenure and your experience at Richards Coffee Shop and the Owns Veterans Organization, is there a, a particular success story have you seen the, the difference that the organization has made in a veteran's life?
2: hundreds of them yeah uh, one that Joe and I talked about just very recently a veteran that I um, became friends with when, when we were in the very first space we were in literally he could not talk to anybody I mean he would just sit there by himself have a cup of coffee outside the building wouldn't even go in and different man today truly a different man today and I and I, I will attribute that to the fact that um, he you know people reached out Made the difference in his life, and I'm, I'm I'm proud of that. The fact that the, you don't need a handout; you need a hand up. Absolutely, that's what we do, and and that's really the motto there. And we are there to support our veterans.
0: Jim, you got an open mic. What would you say to folks listening or watching us right now about our veterans?
2: Best that the country has to offer, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I can't tell you how many times um, I have people come to me and say. Do you think the Air Force is as good as it used to be? It's better. These young men and women who are serving today are terrific. Um, and I'm not sure that that answered the question. But, sure. the, tr- but the truth is, I mean, look, we have everything, just about everybody we need to get the job done whenever the president calls on us.
0: Edwin, you got 30 seconds. you got a magic wand. What would you do in the town of Huntersville? One thing. What would you do? Build trust. Build trust. Absolutely. That's great. Joe? 30 seconds left, what would you like to see done in in Lake Norman that maybe we're not doing right
1: now? Uh, My job as an ambassador is to be a friend and a mentor to everybody, regardless of affiliations, and I'm enjoying that every day. Well, Joe,
0: we want to thank you for what you've done for the Chamber of Commerce. Edwin, what you're continuing to do uh, in uh, running for town board and and Jim, uh, everything you're doing with Wickham Homes Veteran and all of our volunteers. If it's Wednesday afternoon, we're talking about our towns on Town Talk on WSIC. We'll see you next week. The new
2: 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Statesville, W290DK. Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Charlotte.